weren't they nice, good, and uh, I enjoyed these songs. Let's give them another hand, please. <laughs> Giving thanks. This is our Thanksgiving Sunday celebration. And uh, I want to tell you something. We have something to celebrate for. I believe having the Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest gift that was given ever to man. Do you agree with that? And because of him, we can sing these songs. Because of him, we can enjoy life. Because of him, as the Bible said, he has given us something to praise. And praise is what we are going to do today. Thank you, choir. You lift up our spirits. Today, what I'm going to talk about is not what we have in this life. And though we are thankful with what we have. But I want our hearts and minds and our emotions to be directed toward the Almighty God today. Let's do that. So many times we think of what we have. I mean, uh, as far as houses, uh, they are from him, thank God. Uh, money, a job, thank God for that. And we can say with the hymn writer, count your blessings and name them one by one. That's good. But please allow me for the next half hour to d- redirect your minds and emotions and thoughts toward our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? And with that, let's open our Bibles. Let's open our Bibles to him, to uh, Psalms 105. Psalms 105. I want to read five verses. And keep your Bibles open, please, after that. Psalm 105, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds amongst the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Speak of all his wonders. Glory in his name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his wonders which he has done, his marvels, and the judgment utterly uttered by his mouth. This ends our reading. You know we celebrate Thanksgiving in this wonderful land of ours. And we have been observing Thanksgiving. Uh, It started like 393 years ago. That's the research I made. 393 years ago. In 1621, on the American shores... As grateful pilgrims gave thanks for a 
modest harvest on a 20-acre plot. Did you know that? How many of you know that? 20-acre plot that promised to carry them through another hard winter. For almost 153 years, fast forward, the United States has observed this festive day by presidential decree. In 1863, President Lincoln set aside the last Thursday in November, and I can hear his voice saying, as a day of thanksgiving and praise for our loving Father who dwells in heaven. Just imagine that. And Thanksgiving Day was set aside that we might concentrate all our gratitude to him. And we shouldn't do it only on Thanksgiving Day. Let me say this. We should do it the rest of the year. We as Christians should always be thankful and offer our Father prayers of gratitude for his everlasting love and a renewed, renewed mercies that we have every day. Well, I want to bring your attention to a few verses that we read this morning from Psalm 105. And the psalmist starts with this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. And he says, sing to him in verse 2. Sing to him. All, let me challenge you a little bit. Even if you have a weak voice and your throat is a little bit harsh, please sing to him. It does not, it does not matter. As we were entertained and blessed by the choir today. Thank God for you, choir. It was beautiful. And they sang and they lifted us up to the heavenlies. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Sing your grateful testimony. Let others hear it. We can effectively impart God's message to others whether we have the voice or not. It's what's inside counts. When you sing or talk about the Lord, that means you are saturated with the word of God. And this is what we want. Do we have something to think of, to, to sing about today? Let me hear it. Do we have something to sing about today? All right, you're with me. That's good. That's good. Then, whether it's through your witnessing, whether you're humming a tune, whether you're singing that tune, whether you have a beautiful voice or not a beautiful voice, the Lord, when it reaches the Lord, it is accepted before the throne of God. When thankfulness flows out of a thankful heart, guess what? It's guaranteed 200% that the Lord is hearing it. Period. 
someone said a religion that's, which saves should be a religion which sings. Before our salvation, let's take you back a little bit. Before our salvation, our spirits were quenched by sin. Our minds were busy in promoting worldly programs. And our lives were wasted serving a wicked master. But when Jesus touched us, and now we are saved. I hope each and every one in this congregation this afternoon knows the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, Christ as Savior. When he changed our lives, Christians, we have a new song. We can repeat, we can repeat, oh, give thanks to the Lord and sing unto his name. You have a new song. This reminds me of the children of Israel. When they were in Egypt, we never read. They were in slavery. They were under ruthless taskmasters. We never read in the Bible that they sang. Those people and the theologians amongst us who research, who research the Bible, they will not find that the children of Israel, when they were in slavery in Egypt for almost 430 years, we never read there that they were singing. Research it. But when they stood on the sand of the eastern shores of the Red Sea, they looked with unbelief at the perished army of Pharaoh's and all his chariots. Then Moses and the children of Israel, we read in the Bible, sang a song to the Lord. Sang a song to the Lord. Can you imagine? And the Bible says, Moses and all the children of Israel, those who could sing that day, were 600,000. 600,000 of them. And can you imagine that choir, how it sounded at the shores of the Red Sea? Can you imagine? Our choir, maybe 35 people, 40, whatever, okay, and they just bless us. Can you imagine 600,000, the greatest choir that I've ever read about? Or uh, can you imagine how our choir altogether is going to sound in heaven? When Gloria is going to play the piano. And you're going to hear the sound of all the believers, Christians. Men and women and children. Singing praises to the Lord. Thanking Him for what He has done. They did. Then they forgot everything. They sang this song. The horse, what did they say? The horse and its rider... He has heard into the sea. What a choir. And they were a type of us. As we repeat with the psalmist. Listen to this in Psalms 40 verses 2 and 3. This is what they said. What we can say with them. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction. How was your life before salvation? Let me ask you a question. How was your life before you knew Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? 
How was your life when you're living in this world? And you thought, you thought you were having fun. You know what? If you want to have fun, come join the chorus of the believers. We have fun. We have fun. We can, we can have fun. We can live every day. Our conscience have been washed with the blood of Christ. And our life is clean. And we try to live a life worthy of the calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are having the fun. Not them. And we thought so. And we can repeat. Out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock. Making my footsteps firm. And listen to this. And he put a new song in my mouth. A song of praise to our God. That's thanksgiving. Let's give it to the Lord. Because he has changed our lives. The second point I want to talk about quickly. Speak of all his wonders. He says in in verse 2. Tell others about his wonder. His wonders. His work. The work of redemption in your life. This is the duty in my opinion. This is the duty of every believer in Jesus Christ. To have a testimony. Of what God has done. In his or her life. Go tell how he converted you. How he changed you. It's not that I go to this church and that church. And I joined a certain a club of men or women, Christian, Christian men. That I go to Christian breakfast. It's not that. It's living the Lord Jesus Christ. I read a thought that says, that which is vital should be vocal. If you have God's work in your heart, why don't we you be, you be vocal about it? In other words, tell. You know, when we go on a vacation and we have a trip and we come back and we go to the office, you know what happens. You want to tell everybody about it. Some people take pictures and they have nights, events, and they show you their slides on the, okay, about their, what? Their adventure, what they did, Paris, France, or anywhere else, or they go to Niagara Falls, or anywhere. They come and show the world. They tell them, what a wonderful vacation we had. Why don't we be courageous and tell the people what a wonderful Jesus we have. Today, we should be thankful for all his wonders. The greatest wonders that he did is he changed your life and mine. That he took me from the miry clay and changed me completely. I was in sin. I was desperately destroyed by sin. And then how he brought me to the fold. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Can you say that this afternoon? Can you say my sins are forgiven? Have you discovered that beautiful love of Jesus Christ who came all the way from heaven and was crucified and died on the cross of Calvary to take all your sins away? Have you, have you experienced that 
true salvation, the forgiveness of your sins, then you can speak of all his wonders. The wonder of wonders is how he saved you and saved me. You, O Lord, have made me glad. That's what you can say by what you have done. My other point, number three, glory in his name. The word glory here in verse three, glory in his name, that means boast in his name. That means boast. Be proud in the name of God. There is no better time than this time to shout of his wonderful and holy name. This is Thanksgiving. It's not, it's not looking for the Thursday and meeting with families and friends. It's great. Tell me, it's great. And we would like to be a blessing to our families. And we look forward, the turkey and all uh, that comes with it. But the most important things, we can enjoy it more when we know that we have a God and we are proud to be Christians. We are proud to belong to a father who never leaves us nor forsakes us. People are proud with Tom, Dick, and Harry. We should be proud in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this should be done not on certain occasions. So many people have the spirit of thanksgiving, right? And we started it, actually, started it, and all the stores have started it before because they want to sell, and everything, happy Thanksgiving, amen to that, enjoy Thanksgiving, I'm for it, but, but, who are we thanking, and our focus should be on the Lord, to thank him all the time, because if, of him, because of him, we are here today. Because of him, we have good health today. Glory in his name. Be boastful in his name. Let it be evident in your life, at the office, at school, wherever you go, at home, children, men, women, families. Let it be evident that we have a great God. The God of miracles. The God of glory. Let's be boastful far more than the rich man who glories every day in his riches. And the worldly per person who glories in his achievements. We glory. We should be always proud and we should glory in the name that is above every name. And his name shall be called Jesus. Why? Because Jesus saves his people, saves us from sin. There is no God. There is no, nothing under the sun who can save you from sin except the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory in his name. Honor his name. And as we stand, as we stand at heaven's side of, the, of an empty tomb, Every, every person who pretends to be a certain God with 
God, a certain God, and many people have their own gods. They have tombs to visit, except the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's an empty tomb. We have a resurrected Savior, a, a God who rose from the dead, a God of resurrection. And as we stand on this side of a resurrected Christ, uh, Jesus, we can make from here on our way onward to the, find, the end of the final journey. Death is behind you. Jesus did it for us. Let your conscience be clear at ease, Christian. And rejoice and be thankful to, a, to, to Jesus Christ who went for you to death and rose victorious once and for all. Let's, let's worship him. This is what, what I want us today to think of his wonderful name and what he's done and let's have our emotions our thoughts toward him and fourthly let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad is your heart glad is your heart glad today you know I was thinking of that and I came to this point grumblers and complainers never attract anybody with their philosophy do you agree with that they Complainers, people, you know, when a complainer comes close to you, say, I don't want to be there. Excuse me, I have something to do, right? I'm with you. Okay. Nor the grumpy religionists attract souls to Jesus Christ. Grumpy people do not. We should be glad. And people ask us, why are you so happy? Why are you so happy? Well, I can tell you one thing. I've answered that. I've answered that to my boss's boss. I said, ask me one day. What, I told you about that. Why are you so happy? I said, because I have Jesus in my heart. And I found out he was a Jew. But I didn't mind that at all. And we were not supposed to, to do that at work. But I did it. And I got away with it. New Testament Christianity is a rejoicing religion. We cannot walk around as if we're carrying two tons of heavy weight walking around. We leave that to the world. They can carry their sins. A believer, a redeemed Christian, walks around rejoicing. That's thanksgiving. Because you have something to sing about, to talk about, to live for. The end is not the grave. The end is heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me make myself clear. Christ is good news. And when you have Christ, you don't have bad news at all. So rejoice and honor God. We have something that the world lacks and needs and the world is waiting for you and me to give them that something that we have. And that something is the Lord Jesus Christ. Not grumbling, not complaining, 
not criticizing. As I said before, many people come to church to criticize. Well, Adol gave a yeah, so-so message, or good message, or bad message. Well, the only the thing that I look when I'm at church, first of all, to worship the Lord. Secondly, speak to my heart. Lord. And so many times say, well, I didn't like it because uh, the preacher spoke about me. Oh, yeah? That's good. That's the Holy Spirit. Right, Daryl? Amen. I know you're enjoying it. That's why. God loves, loves Christians who value their Christianity and live it. Let's live it, folks. That's how we say, thank you, Lord. And you know what? This was the true Christianity the disciple displayed of old. They changed the whole wide world. What did we say last Sunday? These men, they were not trained. They were not educated. They don't have a theological background. They had nothing. But they turned the world upside down. Didn't we talk about that last week? Why? Because they were committed. And God is looking for Christians who are committed, rejoicing, and going out and telling the world what a great God we have. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord be glad. Be glad. Let's not be bashful. Instead, let us go out with joy and proclaim the word of Jesus Christ. And you know what? When you are joyful, you are not walking, you are jumping. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And remember his marvelous, the last word, his marvelous works that he has done. Always remember what he has done. God has done great things for you and me. Let us be glad. At this point, I have something to share with you. Why I'm thankful at this time. Why I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for her. But the most important thing, uh, I am thankful for his coming for the cross and his redeeming love. Without that, I cannot enjoy my wife, my kids, my home, my being, my work. I am thankful. I hope you join me and say, I am thankful for his coming. Very soon, we're going to, uh, this place next week will be Christmas trees here, will be all decorated and so on. We are celebrating the coming of the Lord Jesus into this world. Christmas. I am so happy with that. I'm so happy he went to the cross and redeemed me and paid the price. I am thankful for his mighty power to seek me and save me. Are you? Are you? I'm thankful for his triumph over the grave. I have everlasting life because of that. And I'm thankful for the mansion he's preparing for me. I want to stop for a moment here. Daryl, I want to share that. I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, if, if I am in heaven, I am not looking for a mansion. It's enough for me to be in heaven. You agree with that? It's enough. 
But he says, no, I have going to give you mansions. I'm asking for a little cottage with some broccoli and some vegetations. <laughs> and maybe an olive tree so I can have my olives and olive oil, right? And but all, all I ask from the Lord, Lord, hear me. All I ask from you is to have a big fence, electrical fence around me. So the cows of Bill Murray will not come and eat my vegetables. Is that too much to ask? Are we having fun? Are we rejoicing? Uh, sorry, Bill. I know. I'll have to buy some cheese from you. I'm thankful that we are going somewhere we're sure of. I'm going to heaven. Are you with me? Are you with me? Let's work together and enjoy the Lord that says, each one of us here, we're going all to heaven. Can you believe that? That one day, maybe here from this church, we go all together and no one will be left. Everyone will be washed by the blood of Christ. And then he will come to take us to be with him. Are you one of those? If not, ask the Lord to come into your heart and rejoice with me. And I am thankful, last but not least, for the freedom that we have in the United States of America. I am thankful that we can stand behind this pulpit and proclaim that the freedom that we have, proclaim Jesus Christ, and no one can interfere with you. Even if you want to go out on the streets and proclaim that and preach the Lord Jesus Christ, no one can interrupt you. I am thankful for this freedom that we have from our forefathers. May God bless their souls. Looking forward to meet them in heaven. And I am thankful for America. With respects to all the countries in the world, I am I'm so happy to be in the United States of America. We can still preach the gospel. Let us not sleep. Let us preach it. We can still have a great testimony. Let us do it. Regardless whether these people will not say this is not politically correct or not. We forget about those. Let us stand for Jesus. They stop. They try to stop the believers of old. Even Peter said, you cannot preach anymore with this name. He said, we cannot but preach in his name. It started long time ago. It's not something new. Let us do it. And I am thankful that I can share this word with you this morning. And I hope that each and every one will enjoy Thanksgiving the way I enjoy it. First and foremost and all, I am enjoying my Christ and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who allowed me to stand before you. And witness about his work. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All of you. Let's bow our heads. I hope. It was clear. This message. And I pray. That this Thanksgiving. Will be a blessing to you and your family. Because of Christ. Honor him. Love him. 
Give him all the glory. Do not be bashful. If you have friends coming, if you have family that are not saved, open your mouth and tell them what the Lord has done and how he had mercy on you and on me. Our Father, we are thankful to be in your presence. This is a time where all our nation think about thanksgiving. May you turn many hearts toward you, Lord, and it will be thanksgiving before or because of salvation. May you speak to the hearts. May you help us, Lord, to be true Christians. Help us not to be grumblers and complainers, but to set the stage for a wonderful life. To each and every person who takes you as a personal Savior. Send joy to many hearts, Lord, through salvation. And as we approach next Thursday, we pray that each and every person in our attendance this afternoon will be thankful for your salvation through Jesus Christ, our Savior. For in his name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen.